Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. It's wonderful to be back and I had the privilege of, of having some holiday time. But um, last Sunday we were, I was telling the guys this morning at home, I'm a FOMO guy. I don't know about you, I don't know if you know, FOMO means fear of missing out. It's like something's going to happen and you're going to miss out and that's the Sunday, you're not there and oh, so I'm at home and I'm loving being at home, loving you on holiday, but I had the fear of missing out. I love church, I love gathering with the saints, I love God sending new stories and new faces, seeing friends and family again, but it is wonderful to do life together, to do church together. I'm still laughing and say, I have no idea what your story had to do with the announcement. What are t- Deep, that was a deep. It's like I'm trying to work out itself, and normally I kick the phone when I drop it. That's the problem. That's why that story is like a tragic story for me. But I missed your stories, Gabe, even. I did. I missed your stories. Three weeks. It's, no, it's a parable. We still yet to find out what the Lord was saying in the parable. There's a hidden meaning. I know, there's all, I know that. No, I never doubted, but it is wonderful to be back. You look very good on base tonight, by the way. Thank you. But... Um, I just, I love being and singing songs. I love that new song we sang at the end. It's, it makes something beautiful out of me. I was like, yes. It's an amazing line. That's the gospel in a line. It's the gospel. I don't know what you think about the gospel. I think the gospel is Jesus makes something beautiful out of something very broken. When I had a bit of time, actually last Sunday, I went to Builder's Warehouse and, and I went outside and they just happened to have pallets lying there. I saw it as an opportunity. So I went to Johannes who runs the backyard of, of Builder's Warehouse, and I said, well, could I have some of those pallets? And he gave me these four old pallets. I thought, what am I going to do with this? We now have a coffee table outside. Oh, oh not boasting or bragging, just saying. But it's a helpful story. Helpful story. But, but we took something, we broke this thing apart that it actually was bent, and it was already bent. It was never going to be something perfect. But God doesn't take perfect things to make perfect things. He takes broken things to make beautiful things. And I think the gospel is unbelievable. I love the stories. I'm so excited. I, I trust even now, if you, if you need to, take out your phone and punch in fast. Fast is not just about us. We're going to seek God for myself. No, we come together as a community and say, God, we want everything that you have for this city, for beyond. We want breakthrough. We want your kingdom advancing. And what happens is we get pulled into a vacuum of God's activity in our lives. So prioritize that time I ask. It's not about getting numbers to a meeting. It's about pursuing God and saying, God, do something amazing. Keep making beautiful things out of broken things. And so let's prioritize those times um, and, and really press into what God is doing in this community. It's wonderful to be back. Brad and Jen Quality. Brad, I'm prophesying. Show us left-handed fiancé problems. It's what happens when holidays come. People come back with diamonds. Congratulations. Engaged and um, really, really wonderful. I wasn't here last week, so I don't know if we had a moment, but, but I really congratulate. We're stoked for you guys. So excited God added you guys to this story a year ago. You've added such life, and uh, exciting to see what he's going to do. So it's good. And I did say happy birthday. Lisa Matthews, happy birthday for tomorrow. Anyway, we're going to move on. I'm not going to preach long tonight. It's 7 o'clock. I'll be done in about 12, 13 minutes. Is that all right? Has everyone got enough? If you, if you, okay. Start. But... But I'm going to read that scripture I read right at the beginning again from Matthew 11. The reading scripture doesn't count. Just saying. Are you tired? 
worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Such an amazing scripture. Got to the end of last year, and to be honest, I'd lost my rhythms. It's just like this, uh, this throat thing happened, and you're in hospital, and you're out of hospital, and kids are crazy, and life's busy, and a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm going, hey, God, I'm just, I'm just keeping going. We're just keeping moving. Oh, it's a preach again, and you're preparing Saturday, and, and, and it's like your rhythm's gone. I read a scripture like this, and I go, Jesus knows. Why does he ask everything? Are you burnt out? Or, or, are you tired? Oh, Mark, why are you preaching this at the beginning of the year? It's like, oh, I've got all the energy. Now, I want to stop us having to keep asking the question or the statement, how are you doing? I'm, I'm a bit tired. Let me be brutally honest with you. Behind the scenes of the church and even further behind the scenes of pastors' lives is too many pastors burning out. Too many of my friends at the end of every year having to fall over for a week because they've given them lives too much. And actually, actually, it's a problem. Actually, it's not healthy. Actually, it's not the righteousness, peace, and joy I believe we are promised in the story of advancing the kingdom of God. Yeah. We are called into this big story. The day you got saved, the day you received, and the day God started making something beautiful out of something broken, He plugs you into the story called the kingdom of God's story and advancing kingdom of God's story. And the promise is that will look like righteousness, peace, and joy. And it's not right that behind the scenes leaders inside of that story are continually burning out. I'm tired of reading statistics of pastors in the States. Boom, 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 burnt out, burnt out. So I read the scriptures and I say, Jesus, something's not right. Something's got to change because it's not just pastors. I speak to people all the time. It's like the rhythms are out of sync because the righteousness is in Christ and the, and the story is in Christ, but the peace is missing. There's, there's a whole bunch of peace missing. There's too much anxiety in the church, Jesus. There's too much depression in the church. Just being honest. Is it okay that the church vents its dirty laundry sometimes? There's just too much. When the Savior is so good and he puts this invitation, come to me. I think we've got to read these words. They've got to wash over us again and again. It says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. See, we live in a world searching for peace. I said it this morning. I'm going to say, the world is searching. They, they create armies to call them peacekeepers' voices. The world doesn't know how to create peace. They create armies to, to bring peace. And you and I know that the rhythms of this world revolve around a whole bunch of mantras that some G-up motivational speaker came up with. And it's things like sleep when you're dead and time is money. There's no time like the present. So we work hard and we keep catching up. Work hard, play hard. You want to see success, work hard. Oh, tiredness is just a state of mind. Fix your mind. Go do your Zen class and you'll find your, your attitude will change. You won't be tired anymore. And if you work hard, you can shop hard. That's the promise of the world. But under these these rhythms and these thinking get inside of the church and we have to be reconditioned back to the rhythms and back to the promises of God. It says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. 
I've got to recover you. Sometimes you're drowning. It's like, I've got, to, I've got to get my life back. I've got to recover my life. I've got to make a plan. No, you don't have to make a plan. Get back to Jesus. Get back to Jesus. Get back in presence of Jesus. Get back in worship of Jesus. Get back in surrender of Jesus. Not just singing the song, but taking a hold of who he is and the promises of who Jesus is. I've got two points, and I'm going to try and speak in and through this preach. And the first point is this. Intimacy with Jesus is the ultimate rest. And it's important. It's like, geez, Mark, that's the way to get us excited for the year. Speak about rest, dude. Now, I think, I think there's a problem in this world. We don't know how to rest. You've seen this. You don't know how to turn this, the cell phones off. And I'm part of Discovery, and I'm very tempted because I get my points to go and get one of the Discovery watches because they're handing them out for free. And yet I sit with my mate on holiday, and he's on holiday with his kids, and he didn't stop reading his flipping SMSs and emails off his watch. Can I just say you look silly reading something off your watch, personally? I, w- I went to breakfast with a guy who was part of this church. Was he got, just got this toy. We're sitting in news cafe. It's loud and noisy. He says, just hold on. Hello? Hello, hold on, man, I can't. Hold on, hello? You look like a Charlie talking to someone on your watch. You are not Magnum PI. You don't need to talk to your watch. But we live in a world that is constantly invading our world, constantly saying, if you rest, you're wasting time. Time is money. Stop wasting time. You're not going to make money. You're not going to become a success. No one's never going to know what you're on about. And it's totally counter and affronts the gospel. It affronts the life that God's called us to live, which is a life of peace, a life that looks like something of the life that Jesus lived. You know what Jesus never did except to the cross was hurry. Find the place where Jesus ran. In the word of God, I challenge you. He wasn't, and he was rushed. And the world's way is rush and work hard. I had the privilege of going to New York City at the end of October last year, and, and it's people are rushing. And sorry, and you try to get directions out of them, you try to get anything out of them. It's like, no, I'm busy. Time is money. Money is time. And I'm on the system, and I'm going, and I'm going, because there's no other hope. I have no other hope other than working really hard. I've just turned my clock off. Sorry. We can carry on for hours. And, um, but it's a system. It's a world system. And Jesus is speaking and he says, let me get back to what he says. He says, I'll show you how to take a rest. See, it's not lazy because later he says, walk with me and work with me. Oh, hey, Grace, bro, I don't have to work. No, Jesus says, work with me. We're going to talk about work. So all the guys are saying, speak out rest. I I don't need rest. I'm good at it. Good, because then come back for the work series. You probably need that one. He says, I'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I did. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Don't you love it? It's like something unforced. You watch some of these professional golfers and, and they just get up to this ball. If you haven't played golf, this analogy will probably go over your head, but it's just easy. Now, I don't know if you've played golf, but golf's not just easy. That swing has become easy. It's been walked with. They've worked on their swing. They've spent hours and hours. You want to learn to walk with Jesus? It takes time. We have available to us the same relationship that Jesus had with the Father. He says, actually, I died so that you could have a sonship relation with the Father. And the only way we enter into that is walking with the Father, spending time with the Father. 
So point number one, intimacy with Jesus is the ultimate, ultimate rest. It says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The problem is there are not many examples of this. And I've taken this heavily because I'm a leader in this community along with others. I want to have a life that, say, that looks like something. Someone might say one day you live freely and lightly because I'm telling you, too often and too much, it's not that. Let me be brutally honest. I was described by a man that I loved. He says, you're a rebel man. You, you're made to rev. And I felt like it justified me revving all the time. And the problem, I lived this life. My rhythm looked like this. It rev, 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 burn, boof, drop, get sick, get healthy again, rev, 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 drop. In the marketplace, I did that. In ministry, I've done that. And I'm tired of doing that because I read the scriptures and Jesus said, there's something different promised for you. And it's in me. And I think when our rhythms and our cycles, so we can look back at the history and say, unhelpful, unhelpful, unhelpful. Something's got to change. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of my grace. To learn, you've got to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff. Generally, the, the most important part of learning is unlearning a whole bunch of unhelpful stuff. Have you ever tried to teach someone who rides the clutch not to ride the clutch in a car? It's like, it's like a Formula One driver. My sister learned somehow that the way to drive a car was not really to use the brakes. You had to use the gears. And I was like, vroom, and the car still slowing down. Vroom, to try to get her out of that was a nightmare. Because to unlearn is the hardest thing. And when Jesus says, learn the rhythms of God, but comes with a package deal, you've got to unlearn a whole bunch of unhelpful things. And so this holiday, I've been processing this, and it is a little bit of a devotional preach. We, we mostly do series, but, but it's something, I read a book that's got deep inside of my soul, and it's caused me to repent. It caused me to honestly repent of a lifestyle that actually God wants to get a hold of and say, okay, you sing the songs, I surrender to you. Will you live the life that looks like surrender? And you can do all great things and people can think you're doing wonderful things and you can preach the lights out and you can die preaching. But what will your kids remember of you? What will people remember of you? Did you have time for friendships and relationships? Oh, I'm just busy. Sorry, I can't meet you. I'm busy. And there's realities and there's times and there's seasons. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just saying on the whole and on the average and on the big meta story, something is wrong and we live in a culture and a world that's saying more, more, more from less. And your bosses are saying we want more, more, more from you and we're going to give you less time to do it and less resources to do it. And there's going to be less people in your department next year. And that's the culture of the world. And it affronts the culture of the kingdom. It says, will you trust Jesus? And will you, will you learn the rhythms of, un, the unforced rhythm, rhythms of grace? I know I'm just kind of waxing a little bit here. But Ephesians um, 2 Timothy 1, it says, he writes to Simon Peter, it says, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Lord Jesus. Grace and peace in abundance. If people didn't order of your life, your friends, those people you spend time with, would they describe you as a person who has grace and peace in abundance? If not, the scripture's for you and we need to delve to know 
that to know him is to receive peace, that the person of peace is Jesus, that it's, it's nothing other than Jesus and Christ alone. And the knowledge of him, as we throw ourselves into that pool, to throw ourselves into Jesus is to throw ourselves into a pool at the bottom of the waterfall, and the water keeps coming. Maybe you're anxious about the year. Maybe last year didn't end so good. Throw yourself into Jesus. Honestly, stop reading the self-help books. Stop reading the psycho, you can do it books. Not psycho, psychology psychologist psycho for short and find yourself in Jesus and find the space and the rhythm and the life that comes honestly my phone my watch is going the other way now I don't know what I've done it like went up and now it's going down so we've got hours so we can just carry on um, but I want to challenge you that unless you have been shaped by the gospel and the word of God we'll never have a Genesis shaped worldview where God is taking us back to a garden. He's taking us to his presence where we understand what it is to enjoy his presence and enjoy being with him. Where actually to rest is not a waste of time. It's an investment into your relationship with God and into who you are. Confession. I feel guilty when I don't do anything. I'm so conditioned from years in a marketplace and years of performance and years of striving for goals. Give me a goal, I'll hit it. This whole vitality rewards thing, it's like they give you only if you do it. I love it because it gets me doing it. I'm a goals guy. And yet, we come into a gospel. I did nothing to receive salvation. I do nothing to receive his grace. And it affronts. And I want to encourage us. Let us receive the rhythms from Jesus and be shaped by the picture of who he is and the mandate that he's called us to. And the last, I want to make a second point. That is a confession as well that grace has a rhythm. It says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And here's the learning for me, and I'm not preaching it as some legalistic law. I want to tell you that when I, I read about the scripture, I'm the guy where you said to me the Sabbath, ah, oh, Sabbath is in Jesus, and Sabbath is old and it's law. Don't put law on me. And yet when I read Genesis, and I'm going to paraphrase for time, says, God created. For six days, he worked really, really hard. For six days, he put us back into creating a world. But this is God. He doesn't run out of resources. He doesn't run out of energy. He doesn't run out of any capacity like we do. He's God. And yet, into the fabric and the fiber and the DNA of what he's called us to, his community, he puts a rhythm. Six days of work, a day of rest didn't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He just said a day. A day when things stop, when life stops, when demands stop, where goals stop. And I really struggle with that. <laughs> I go on holiday and I've got goals set for myself of how much time I'm going to spend with my kids. And I'm going to get up early and I'm going to read books and I want to do this many books with my kids and do this. I go on holiday with the number of exercises I want to do. I don't know why. I wish I could just rip it out. I'm just that guy. And so the idea of a day when God worked, 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 had plenty of resources, but he chooses to stop. And I'm saying, God, but I'm not tired. Stop, son. God, but I've got energy. Stop, son. God, but I'm, I'm keeping going and I'm doing things for you. Stop. And I've thrown this thing out because I've said that's the religious and, 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 and what I would term religious where it's, it's Sabbath is this and it's this and it's if you don't do this and the Pharisees had an extra 600 12 rules that they added to the Sabbath. You were not allowed to walk more than this many days. 
and a whole bunch of things. To me, I don't do the Sabbath because of religiosity. I do the Sabbath because I'm free to do it. And Jesus put freedom in my soul, and I don't have to succumb and surrender to a world system that says, time is money and money is time. Keep going, keep going, keep going until you burn out. Sorry, I'm a little bit passionate about this because for me this has been a big thing. And I want to see a church that's got health because Jesus wants a church that's got health and looks like righteousness, peace, and joy because at the end of the day, that looks like the kingdom of God advancing. A church where everyone's burnt out and everyone's tired and, and we'll organize all your church events in the first half of the year because the second half of the year, no one's got energy and time for it. I'm going, wrong, man. Something's wrong. He puts a rhythm into the week. And it's a rhythm for life. It's a rhythm that God shapes and he breaks into. Our life. You see, I'm made in his image. And too often we think God somehow looks more like us than he looks like God. God is God. High above and beyond. The problem with these two worlds clash. Don't worry, I haven't gone on a weird little journey. I'm just telling you, I look at the scriptures and I want to take a hold of everything God has. God who knows no boundaries, no limitations, rests. He rests. And I'm skipping a whole bunch of things. But I want to tell you, when we break the rhythm, there are real consequences. There are three things God blessed at the start. Creation of animals, his humans, he created his humans. He says, those are barak, I bless them. I want more of them. I bless the animals. I bless them. And he blessed what? The seventh day when he rested. He blesses. He pours his blessing upon it. I think the blessing of God is still pour out where people take time out to rest, to stop the noise, to create an atmosphere in their homes and families where we come before God. We find ourselves plugged into him, resourcing our souls and finding ourselves in him. We rest says it's good, there's good that there's a rhythm to this world. Six days we work, it's good. We rule, we subdue, we sweat a bit. We get stuck into bringing wholeness and freedom in this life. And then the seventh day we rest. Puts in the commandments. Now yes, I'm under Jesus, I'm not under law, I'm in Christ. Yes, but actually there, God puts a whole bunch of things in place for people who didn't have the Spirit of God. And Paul says, he says, actually obey the Sabbath. Above, do not murder. Above, do not commit adultery. Above those things, he says, rest. And I don't think we can just throw that out. And I know I'm a failure in this regard. I want to learn. I'm on a journey. But the point is this. There's a rhythm of life that the Creator set up in the creation and for creation to thrive. Here's the thing. There's a Father who wants you to thrive. Not just live. Thrive, not just make it to the end of another year, thrive. And it's important for the advancing of the kingdom of God. And here's where it all rests on, is I'm not as important as I think I am. God is God. I'm not God. Your business, entrepreneur, is God's. Teacher, your children are God's. Your job is to work really hard, to invest yourself into them, work really hard. But he's God. Mother, investing your life into your children, they're his, ultimately. They're not yours that need to be shined up all the time. They're his. 
And when we get that understanding, we understand in this story, then the seventh day becomes health and life. And so I just want to put in at the beginning of this year, as we're on a journey advancing the kingdom of God, where we're seeking, we, we receive His righteousness and we live in it, His peace and joy is poured out in abundant measures, that we would have health for the story and the advancing of the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Not a religious reality. It's because of freedom. I can choose the rhythms that He places in space. In, in, in our lives and into creation for us to thrive. Because of freedom and because of Jesus, I can access those rhythms and I can access the unforced rhythms of grace and live the life where people say, geez, there's a lightness to the way you live life. Not, they're not saying you're lazy. They're, not, they're just saying there seems to be a lightness. It looks something different. Maybe it's Jesus. And the kingdom begins to advance. Let me tell you for this, this was repentance for me. And maybe it is for you. It's just, actually God, see what happens, and I said it this morning, and I've said it before, God is committed to bringing down the mountains in our lives and lifting up the valley so His glory can come. He's committed to that thing. He keeps doing it. For me, this has been one of those things. Actually, it's a valley. I don't rest well, so it's a valley. It doesn't matter. It's not about not having enough leave or not having enough days. You just don't do it well. You've got to change your thinking. Metanoia is to change your thinking, to turn to Christ. And actually, God, I want something of this. And I think, I think when the church understands and accesses this, that, that the, the principle of taking a day, whether for you it's Tuesday, whatever, you take that day and you say, God, this is yours. It's for you, and your soul begins to fill up. And the energy, and, 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 and we find things like anxiety and depression and all these things beginning to diminish in the church because the church begins to find the rhythms, the unforced rhythms of grace. I want that health and that life for church. If you're saying you want to access some of those rhythms, will you stand with me? We're going to pray as we join. Is that all right? Does that make sense? I know it's a little different. I just want health for us. Honestly, I want health for me. I'm not sick. Don't worry. There's no deep. But I, I look at the church and I want to see the church that resembles Jesus. I want to be a part of building that church and I'm sure you do too. And to do that, we've got to submit ourselves to His ways. And I think God gave this as a gift, a rhythm. And we've thrown out in the light of religion. We've thrown it out in the light of whatever it is. So can we just pray? If I pray, Father, right now, for us as a community, would you breathe and would you reveal the unforced rhythms of grace? Would you allow us to unlearn unhealthy rhythms, unhealthy standards, unhealthy goals? Would you allow us to tap into and access by freedom and because of freedom, the life that you give? Our rest is you, Jesus. It's in you. And you call us to place and learn some rhythms to access the resources of everything that you pour out. Be upon us, I pray, God. Put courage to make decisions, even some here, decisions. Decisions to make changes in lives. Pray for heads of homes, heads of businesses, decisions to make changes in lives. Hence, head, I pray for um, people leading business and leading organizations. Put, put courage for those changes. Conviction for those changes. We want to access the life that you promised, Jesus. 
I pray right now for those who haven't received the grace that you give. I pray for those who haven't submitted their lives and said, I surrender to the King of Kings. I pray, God, right now, if you're here and you're saying, I have never chosen to worship and to give my life to Jesus, right now I choose and I make a decision. Say right now, I choose Jesus. And I choose the life that he gives. Choose the freedom that he brings. Thank you, Jesus. If you pray that prayer, please come chat to Wally straight after the meeting.